You're listening to Tabletop Arcanum, a podcast dedicated to learning and exploring the hobby of tabletop gaming. Your hosts are Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, so sit back and relax as we talk, discuss, and joke our way through the hobby we love so much. Develop your science and your army. Construct prestigious buildings and lead your civilization to victory. Seven Wonders Duel is a standalone game in the world of Seven Wonders, made especially for two players. Seven Wonder Duel offers a whole new system of card drafting, three victory conditions, scientific process, and an original military system, and 12 wonders to combine for active activity and continually new games. Welcome to Tabletop Arcane. This is Justin. And Mindy. And today we will be looking at the two-player game, Seven Wonders Duels, uh, put by uh, Riphost Games. Obviously, this is a two-player game. You just end up about 30 minutes to play, MSRP of $34.99, and designed by Antoine uh, Bauza and Bruno Cathala. I probably butchered both of their names, and I apologize for that. This is a new way to draft cards in a Seven Wonders game. If you've played Seven Wonders, you'll understand the core concept of card drafting. But they also just kind of made it a little bit different, and, and a couple of, uh, like Mindy just kind of said, different victory conditions and different kind of method of play. One other thing I should probably identify is, yes, Seven Wonders, the core game does have a two-player variant on it. So this is not that variant. This is its own game with it specifically designed to be a two-player game. Let's talk about first impressions. Mindy, you go first. First impressions, I really like this game. It's nice to play the duel with just two people. We've played Seven Wonders before, so it's nice to be like just two-player because we don't have anybody else in the house. The one thing, first impression-wise, it sticks out a lot, same as Seven Wonders, but the cards are smaller, which I'm not sure if I like that as much or not. That would be my kind of one thing there, but otherwise, I think the layout is good. It doesn't take up a whole lot of space, so you can just, on the dining room table play, just the two-person, and it does have the nice same kind of drawings and everything that your regular Seven Wonders does, um, so I think that's really nice on the actual smaller portion of it. I also like that it's this box. It all compact in there. Kind of a little bit of different options going on within the box as well. So how about for you, Justin? So first impressions when I got this game was a, I really wanted it to be different from Seven Wonders and I really wanted it to take what could have been an interesting two-player version in Seven Wonders and actually improve upon that idea. And I, it does that in a way I didn't expect. I like the portability on this game because of the mini cards and the fact that everything is on the smaller scale. It does allow for you to travel with it a lot easier than most games. I've actually traveled with this before. The Seven Wonders art has always been uh, eye-catching and fantastic, and they kept it going with the dual version, so no complaints there. That's just my first take on it. So the biggest thing that I need to kind of put out elephant in the room is the two-player Seven Wonders core version variant is two players with a third city that kind of co-developed between the two players. So in Seven Wonders, the actual game, when you play with your two-player version, you guys are playing back and forth as to who's controlling that third city. And that's really hard because all of a sudden you're going through and you're realizing 
maybe that third city is going to win and that's where it gets a little tricky <laughs> which is not what happens in duel the biggest change honestly is that duel if you're buying resources from your quote-unquote neighbor it's just paid to a bank and your neighbor is actually kind of setting the, the, the price the, the price because if they actually have that resource that you have to pay more without going to game mechanics it's a nice little way of if you need what they have it's going to cost you but if they don't have what you need then it's relatively reasonable still right it's your supply and demand for the bank for those two cities basically it's an open hand drafting so the cards are actually laid out on the table either face up face down they kind of overlay each other and once a card is uncovered it can flip face up and, and that is a valid choice and you kind of take turns back and forth drafting this pyramid and each age of course flips how that setup looks a little bit it has a lot of cool first impressions and one of my best first impressions of seven wonders duels is the fact that you can co-own seven wonders duels in the seven wonders core game and they play differently enough that you don't feel like it's a redundant watered it down version right they feel like they're two different games so what did seven wonders duel do well for you so one i definitely think the drafting does really well it's you know you lays all the cards out there and you're going back and forth so you can actually see you can see those later cards not all of them but you can see some of them and be like okay maybe i want to kind of work towards that but it also a little bit of strategy in that point of like how do i not get this available for my other per for the other person to go ahead and take before I want to take it or like how do I kind of make them take the card before it so I can get the card I want <laughs> so I think it does that really well it opens up that like hey I can see half the cards but not all of them so it gives you options I think it does really well on your winning mechanic with the duels you've got different ways that you can win flat out so you know military is one way or science so certain things that you can do that will just kind of make you win the game. It's a little bit of strategy on your part to, can I do this? Is my opponent paying attention to my military and noticing that I'm pushing them too far out of the way? So I think those are really good mechanics for a dual game that isn't set up the same way in the regular Seven Wonders. So I think for two people, that's a really good strategy. I think the levels are really good too. I think when you're going from like your your three different levels the layout's different for those two so that gives you options and then your guilds are really good um a lot of the guilds are back and forth uh whoever's got more so i think that's really nice i also think they did really well with actual wonders with having four wonders that you can pick seven of them can be done per game you know you kind of have to kind of play that strategy of can I get all my wonders done? Should I get all my wonders done or not? So I think that's all really good um, with the actual dual portion of it. Uh, so Justin, what do you think it did well? One of the best features of Depth 7 Wonders Duels is it's a game that you're trying, you have three paths to victory, either by points, either by military victory, or by that science victory that you mentioned. And in a two-player back-and-forth game, you're balancing all three while trying to sneak one of them through whether you're trying to collect the most points and defending the other two fronts. I've had many, many games where I would approach the game with one strategy, but then depending on the cards that were available to me, I would have to pivot and change to a military strategy. Like, well, I guess I'm getting military cards. I should probably just push that then because I could potentially win this way. You're not necessarily pigeonholed into one defined strategy. 
You can, but if the right if the wrong cards pop up, then that strategy is going to fail. You have to be adaptive, and I think that's one of the better things about it is you have to pay attention to all those factors. But there's enough randomness that as long as both players are paying attention, it's going to be a balanced and a fought, hard-fought game. While you may have one avenue open to you, your opponent may have a different avenue open to them based on just how the drafting. So I like it a lot for those aspects. I think it captures the feel of Seven Wonders while what still it doesn't really do different. well. And that's a very strong piece for it. I was going to say, there's one other thing that I really like about it. And it's just a little thing because in Seven Wonders, when you can build upon other cards, I think the mini cards do really well of just doing a picture and making it easy to see that build upon section. I feel like sometimes with the regular Seven Wonders, that word or whatever it was and you forget to look at that where like the mini cards give you those little pictures of like oh that's really easy to tell like i can build this one for free i think that's something else i did really well with the mini with the dual game so what do you think it could do better opportunities with seven wonders duels boils down into a couple factors from the science path is difficult because there are seven different symbols in the game if you collect six unique ones you win However, one of them is on a token that you may or may not even have access to. And then of the other six that are on cards, a couple version, a couple copies of each symbol out there, potentially, uh, because there are some cards, at, at, at the start of the game, three cards from each age are put back in the box and you don't see them. So there's a little variance there. And if the wrong science cards get put in that box, at the start, you could be going, if you're trying to get a science victory, you may not even be physically possible to do it. Yeah. It's a nitpicky thing, but if, since it's a condition to win, I feel there should have been a little bit easier way or some way to control that a little bit better. Military's not that tough. Points are points. But science, like, it either is going to work or you're going to have a colossal failure. Now, the other aspect to the science cards, and the green, which are the green cards in the game, is if you get two of the same symbol, you get one of progress tokens, which have varying different power levels, and sometimes they're points, sometimes they're abilities or discounts for future cards. And I love those. I love the progress tokens as they are. It's just the the science icons is the one thing that was like, I just wish there was another, a, a maybe one more copy of each one out there. Or a way to say, I don't, you know, I can use this one. This this card is a wild version of one of them. Some, something of that nature. The only other major thing I would actually say about this game in the opportunity side is I still have the same semi-issue with expansions that I do with the regular Seven Wonders. They're interesting, they're fun, but... I feel like they tilt the game in such a way where something never feels quite right when play with the expansion. Some game balance just slightly off. When we play with Pantheon, we always kind of go back to, let's just play with the core game. Right. And when we play Seven Wonders, we always kind of feel like... Let's just let's go just, back to the core. Let's just, we, every time we branch out into the expansion, it's like, well, that was neat for a game or two. And then we just go back to okay. playing core-only game. Yeah. So I feel the expansions are something that is an opportunity on the game line, not necessarily the game itself, but just in general. Like One of the things like I feel like could be better with the duels is just the money portion of it, too. I don't feel like you end up with enough money to be able to buy resources or 
um, do things that you need to do. And sometimes you end up with too much money. <laughs> um, but a lot of times it's like not quite enough. So I think that's it's just a way to like either gain more money um, other than having to sell off cards or something like that. So I think that's one of my other areas where I think it could do a little bit better. I don't quite know how, but <laughs> I think there are times when you're like, I just need money and I really want that card, but I can't buy it or I can't get it or I need this resource and my neighbor has that and I need to spend all this extra money to pay for it. So I think... I think the money portion of it is where it comes to quite a bit of like needing a little bit more balance in there or something. I think the rest of it does really well. I'm trying to, every once in a while I feel like the actual wonders. Sometimes I play and I forget about building the wonders. So I think that's kind of, I don't know if I feel like it's so f much in the forefront of hafting to do. Um, because you can get points other ways, you can get stuff other ways, so you don't necessarily have to do the wonders. Um, but they do give you other things, so I guess it just depends on kind of what wonders you have. I think those are my biggest ones on what could be a little bit better on the Seven Wonders Duel. So $34.99 is the MSRP for Seven Wonders Duel. How do you feel that fits with this game? I mean, after having played it and, you know, played it quite a bit and stuff like that, I would pay that price for it. I think it's a good game. I think it's a well-balanced game for the 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 main board game and everything. Um, so I think that is a good price for it. It's not it's not too high for a two-person game. It's not too low. Obviously, I'll always take a deal, but <laughs> but I think for the main portion of it and the way that it's balanced and the way that it plays as a two-person game is really good for that price and the art is really good. How do you feel about that? I personally feel it's a little overpriced uh, at $34.99. Game quality, game component quality, everything is there. It's top-notch. It's You're not getting a game that doesn't have that value. My real concern is there are plenty of two-player games that sit between that $20 and $30 range, and if this sat in that $25 to $30 range, maybe the higher end of that range, I think it would be a little bit easier sell because remember we're only playing a two-player game so 35 dollars for two players seven wonders the core game is only 10 more dollars at 44.99 and can play up to seven players and that's where i feel like i would like to have seen a little bit more reduction on the two-player version to make the seven-player full game feel more valuable okay i can see that and especially with the Seven Wonders having a two-person variance, you can get your money worth out of that. Right. But... I wouldn't, uh, I, I wouldn't recommend this two-player variant, but you can play right. Seven Wonders with two players. So if, $10 more dollars, if you know you're going to play with more than two players at some point, you may be more inclined to just pick up the full game. Then. It's true. If you know you're going to play with just two people most of the time... I definitely recommend doing the duels. I mm -hmm. think it just works so much better than the Seven Wonders oh, with the variants. I've um, never played the two-player uh, <laughs> version of Seven Wonders ever again. No. Unless, like, I only have access to that and my duels is loaned out, stolen, or was lit on fire. Yeah. Like, it has to be with some extreme, like, I cannot play duels. I actually would probably even go out on a limb and play, say... 
let's just play something else. It's true. I'll yeah. play, you know, like, I just, I, I don't like that variant. It's, it was good at the time when it came out because it was something. Right. But as soon as Duels came out and we played it, it was the never again look back um, version. Yeah. Now, that being said, who would you recommend this for? I definitely would recommend this for me, like couples and stuff like that that would mm-hmm. be into board games together. Um, like we are, and not overly thought process board games, I guess. Um, Not a lot of intense strategy in them, or want to play that. Uh, Also, even teenagers, or, you know, don't know if I would go maybe younger than teenagers, just because of some of the more detailed stuff, like the buying and that of resources. Um, otherwise the cards would be fine for younger people to kind of understand, but I think that's where the, the biggest thing is, like, how do we go about buying this again and stuff like that. So I definitely think teenagers are older. And especially if you're, if somebody who just wants a small game that they can travel with, you know, you're going on vacation, just the two of you, you know, people that like board games that don't have tons of strategy, and it's just two people, you know, you don't have a family of five or something like that, so... I think that's who I would recommend it for. Uh, How about you? Very much the same. I would keep it to your couple gamers, your mixed couple gamers, I would also say. Like if um, someone who is into a little bit more deeper strategy game, someone who's not and is a little bit more lighter, fair gamer, uh, Seven Winners Duels hits a very nice middle ground between those two compromises. It may be a little bit stretched out of the box for the gamer who isn't used to a lot of modern board gaming, but it isn't so overly simplified that a a designer board game fan won't have a bad, won't have fun with this either. Now, I would say yes, this is great for traveling. I would say if you like to travel and bring games along with you, this is excellent. If you hotel and if you're doing conventions and want a game to kind of bust out while waiting in a hall, because that's just what you're doing, waiting for, you know, food, waiting for the next thing this is great you know something you know if you wanted it i would bust this i've busted this out while doing like a continental breakfast in a hotel like eating breakfast chilling out and then just playing this game like it's not a huge footprint so it does well for that but because they're all little mini cards uh any outside or environment where wind is a factor i would be very cautious I would, let's turn on head, I would not recommend this if you almost never play two-player games. I think that's the, the easy one to get out of the way. Like, if you play with a group and you consistently play with a group of gamers, just get Seven Wonders. If you don't care about the travel aspect or you don't really ever get that one- to two-player aspect, then it's a pass. If you don't like drafting games, and you have, if you, if you have a problem with not being able to off perfect strategy and not being able to be able to be flexible in what you can do on your next turn because there's a several kind of i would say a little bit like feel bad moments potentially in seven wonders duels of like with the way the wonders work you can chain a wonder and take an additional turn so like you can look at it and go okay we'll go back and forth so they'll take this one i'll take this one then they should take either that or that and if you're trying to plot out your turns too far in advance and your plan could be pulled out from underneath you, depending on uh, bonus turns given by a wonder build. It's, it's very true, and if you so happen to be the person that screws somebody else's plans, 
it's just that one person. You're not screwing, you know. There's no choice. There's no choice. You, you don't have six other people that are there or anything like that. So I can definitely see where if somebody doesn't really like that aspect, they probably don't want to play this. So that's the big pieces of Seven Wonders Duels. Definitely would recommend the game. It's actually one of my go-to favorites for just a night in with Mindy. Yeah. For, I... for a lot of reasons. It's <laughs> small, it's, it's fast, it's light. We both enjoy it. And I'm not a big gaming person, and Justin is, so it's a kind of nice medium between the two of us. That's It works really well with us. So with that said, uh, this has been Tabletop Arcanum. I'm your host, Justin. And Mindy. We are on so Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're also on YouTube and Twitch, as well as you can always reach out to us at tabletoparcanum at gmail.com. That being said, thank you for listening. And happy game. Happy gaming. You've been listening to Tabletop Arcanum, hosted by Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, and featuring the original music by Paul Moore and Isaac Gilbert. You can follow us on most social media platforms. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a review on whatever platform you listen to podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. Thank you.